السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يعلموا أنما الحياة الدنيا لعب وله وزينة وتفاخر وتفاخر بينكم وتكاثر في الأموال والأولاد كمثل غيث أعجب الكفار نباته ثم يهيج فتراه مصرا ثم يكون حطاما وفي الآخرة عذاب شديد ومغفرة من الله وما الحياة الدنيا إلا متاع الورور وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كن في الدنيا كأنك غريب أو عابر سبيل أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري واحلل قدة من لساني يفقه قولي جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله Respected elders and brothers in Islam We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has blessed us with this great ni'mat of iman May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us with iman May Allah ta'ala take us away from this world with iman and resurrect us on the day of Qiyamah with Iman. One of the very important aspects of our Iman, and a very important one sign of a person, he has Iman, is strong, is good, the nur of Iman is entered his heart, is that he has this inclination for the things, the material things of this world, and he has inclination and desire for Akhirat. This is one very important aspect of our Iman. And Iman is such a thing that it increases, it decreases. At times our desire for Akhirat will be more. At times it will be less. That is why we have to continue be making this effort, renewing our Iman. A person, he comes to the masjid, he reads his salah, his Iman is refreshing. He hears some talk of deen, he hears some hadith. Then his iman is increased, refreshes. But what happens many a time when we go into business? That's part of our life which we have to do. Person goes and spends time with his family. Then he becomes negligent of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we have to continue making this effort that how our iman can be renewed. And especially this aspect of the iman 
where we have the desire for akhirat and disinclination for the things of this world. Like in the time of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that one sahabi, Sayyidina Hanzala radiallahu anhu, he starts saying, Nafaqa Hanzala, Nafaqa Hanzala, that Hanzala has become a munafiq, he's become a hypocrite. So they ask him, what do you mean by this? Then he explains that when I'm in the time, in the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, think about Jannat, I think about Jahannam, I think about Akhirat. My Iman is high. But then when I leave the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi get involved with my family, start joking with my family, I've, then that same, my Iman is not on that level. So that means my Iman is not, is not, is, is not 100% correct. So I'm, I feel like I have nifaq. So then Nabi sallallahu alayhi explained to him that that's something that will happen occasionally, it's not something to expect to happen all the time. If that is to happen all the time, then you'll be meeting angels on the pathway all the time. So in the, 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 what we need to understand is this iman is something that a person becomes strengthens, it becomes weak. So we have to continue making this effort. And this, this aspect of iman which we want to discuss today is that desire for akhirah and the disinclination for the things of this world. And this is a root cause of many evils. dunya That the love of this world is the main cause for all types of gunas and sin. When a person is attached to this world, then sometimes he will do anything to earn an extra ran. He will do anything to harm somebody. Why? Because the love of this world. On the other hand, a person who has love for akhirat, he has akhirat in mind. He's ready to forego everything of this world, whether it is his wealth, whether it is its reputation, whatever it may be, as long as I can please my Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This one uh, Tabi Ibn Abi Mulika rahmatullahi he says, I met about 30 sahaba and every sahabi had the fear of nifaq. All these 30 sahaba that, that I met, they all had that concern of the iman. Maybe my iman is not correct. So they continued making that effort on the iman. That I, we, lest that I be from those who have nifaq in me. In one hadith, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, a person who has a love for this world, for this world, the things of this world, then he's going to cause harm to his akhirat. And the end of the hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, فَآثِرُوا مَا يَبْقَى عَلَى مَا يَفْنَى Give preference to that which is going to be forever, everlasting, over that which is temporary. We think about the life of Akhirat. It is forever. There's, we can't give a time limit, billions, trillions of years, even that is less, to explain how long that life of Akhirat is going to be. This world is like one day, two days, matter of few seconds, moments. So why should we be giving all our energy, putting all our energy over things which are going to be so short-lived. Once, Sayyidina Abu Ubaidah radiallahu anhu, he had returned from Bahrain and he had brought a lot of good amount of money which he had received from that area and he brought it to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and he was going to be distributed amongst the, the Muslims, the Sahaba Ikram radiallahu anhu. So the word had gone around. And Abu Ubaidah has returned with wealth and Rasulullah sallallahu is going to distribute it. So that day for Fajr Salah, the people from all the outlying areas, they also came. There was a bigger crowd. 
And the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam noticed that not that these the, the, everyone has this desire. They knew this wealth has reached, and they all waiting for that wealth to be distributed amongst us. So the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he they addressed the Sahaba Ikram radiyallahu anhu and he said, "Fawallahi malfakur akhsha alikum, walakinni akhsha alikum an tubsad alikum dunya kama busitat ala man kana qablakum." That Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that I don't fear that this ummah will be afflicted with poverty. That's not my fear, because a lot of times the test of poverty is easier. But what I fear is the test of wealth. That when you have too much of wealth, then you will forget Allah subhanahu wa taala. Then you will start fighting amongst each other. Then it's got to do who has the biggest say in things. Sometimes it's not only the money. It's because who wins the fight? Who wins? I was the up, the one that's that that came out, uh, the, uh, you know, in the dispute. I won the dispute. Sometimes it's because of that. It's not because he wants to win the deal. It's because of his reputation. So the love of wealth will make a blinds a person. It blinds a person and it will make him do anything. So this is something that we need to work on. Create the desire for akhirat. And have the disinclination for the for the for the things of this world. Sayyidina Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiyallahu anhu. Once he was sitting with a few tabi'in, and he told them, "Many of you, you will fast much more than the Sahaba, and many of you make much more nafil ibadah than the Sahaba. But all of that is nothing compared to one amal of a Sahabi." So he, they asked him, "Can you explain to us how come?" We are making so much effort. Why is it that day one amal will be so much more than our many amal of ours? He's addressing tabi'in, such great people. He says, "Whom kanu azhada fi dunya, wa arghaba fi akhirah?" They they had this inclination for this world, and they had desire for akhirah. So the iman was on another level. So any amal that they did had much more weight. So this is something that will even bring. Uh, the salah that we will read, the sadaqah that we will give, will have much more weight when this quality comes within us—the desire for akhirah and this inclination for the for the things of this world. We are living in this world. Of course, we have to. No one is saying shun the world. It's part of the sunnah that you have to go and make an effort and and help your family. You have to make you you have personas to make. Do some business. He has to make some effort, whatever effort it may be, to support his family because that is part of our deen. It's a responsibility on a person. But the love of it must enter the heart. So the example many ulama give is like how that ship moves in the water. As long as the ship is on top of the water, it will sail well. But once the water gets into the ship, that ship is going to sink. So we living in this world, we will make our effort. But the love of the world must not enter the heart. When the love of the world enters the heart, then we are going to sink. A person who's end up foregoing his salah, then he's going to be cheating people in business. He is going to be doing things which are incorrect. Why? Because the love of the dunya is in his heart. When a person has the love of akhirat, then for him to sacrifice anything becomes easy. Sahabi, he hears the had, he hears the ayat of the Quran. Lantanalul birra hatta tunfiqu mima tuhibun. You cannot attain piety until you spend what you what you love. Sahabi, who has 
He loves a certain garden of his. He says the fruit and the water of this garden is beautiful. So this is my boss, beloved asset. He goes and he gives it in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Because he wants that high level of piety. And he think, he, he looks at akhirah. He doesn't look at this world that I'm losing anything of this world. There was a dispute between two people in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this one person, he, he says that this tree is coming in the way where he's trying to build a wall. And uh, this person doesn't want to uh, remove the tree, he doesn't want to sell the tree to me. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam encourages him, sell the tree to this neighbor of yours for one dirham. And you will get Jannah. So one Sahabi, Abu Dahda radiallahu anhu, he asked Nabi sallallahu alayhi is that also for me? That I can also buy this tree and get Jannah? He says, yes, you may also get it. So this Sahabi, he owned in a, a, an orchard, and that orchard, he, he had a lovely house in that orchard, and he had over 500 trees. He tells this, he approaches this person and he tells him that you give me this one tree and you take my entire orchard. He says, he is too happy. He says, yes, you can take it, you can have it. And it was known Abu Dahdar orchard, his garden was very famous in Medina Sharif. He sells it and that he gives the tree to that orphan who was requesting that this tree, because he wanted to build that wall, he gives it to him. Imagine, and then, and why? Because of the desire for Jannah, he was ready to sacrifice the most beloved asset of his. He goes to his, to his garden, he doesn't even enter the garden from outside. He tells the family to come out that he has sold it. And the fruit that they had in the hands, he tells them to put it down, it's no more ours. So when the person has the love for Akhirat, then he's ready to forego everything of this world. That's why to, to solve a dispute in the time of Nabi ﷺ was very easy. Because they had great love for Akhirat. They didn't have this love for this world, that, that one ran, that how I can win the deal, how I can win it, I can uh, earn more money in this world, or how I can have a higher reputation. Why? Because they never had, their hearts were not attached to the things of this world. So to solve a dispute became very easy. So that is, look in our lives, there's so much disputes amongst family, in amongst people, and there's so much issues that we have. The underlying cause is love for dunya. And if our hearts, our minds shift towards akhirat, then it becomes very easy to solve those problems. And if we look at even the problems that we are suffering in the world, when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam has mentioned in a hadith, that a time will come, where the ummah will be devoured and the sahaba asked, will we be less at that time? Nabi sallallahu said, no, we will, we will be, but antum kathir, you will be in very large numbers. So they asked Nabi sallallahu how will that be possible? He said, because of wahan. And then they asked Nabi sallallahu what is wahan? Nabi sallallahu explained, that a person has love for dunya and he has dislike for mood. He, he fears passing away, dying. That's when the ummah will then be suffering in the world. So this is something that we need to work on. One sahabi, this was a tabi, a tabi, here's the hadith, The best of you is the one who learns the Quran and teaches it. This tabi, he leaves everything in his life 
and he devotes himself to teaching the Quran. And when he and he ended up spending about sixty years of his life teaching the Quran. He says, from the time I heard this hadith, I gave up everything and I devoted my life to teaching the Quran. Why? Because they understood the value of amal. They understood akhirat. That is why you look at how many sahaba in the battlefield. They hear Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam tells them, Hasten towards the forgiveness of Allah, towards Jannah, such a Jannah which the, uh, the the just the width of Jannah will be the distance between the skies and the earth. The Sahabi leaves everything; he goes into the battlefield and he becomes a shaheed. He fights and he fights and he becomes a shaheed. Why? Because he has that love for Akhirat. Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Al kiyisu mandana nafsa wa amila lima baad al mut." A true intelligent person is one who forgoes his desires, he doesn't worry about the things of this world, and he prepares for akhirat. And a foolish person will ajis man atba He just follows his desires, he does as is pleased in this world, and he doesn't make that effort for akhirat. So a person has to understand and realize that the life of this world is short. He must be able to sacrifice the luxuries, the wealth, the different tests that come for akhirat to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know if we put in in, 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 the, in the akhirat Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa has mentioned the hadith that a person who lived the most luxury, the luxurious life he had all the wealth of this world he had all the bounties of this world you can think of that person will be taken but he didn't have iman he passed away without iman He'll be taken and be dipped in Jahannam for one moment and taken out. He will then be asked, did you ever experience any goodness before? He will forget everything of this world. He'll forget all the luxury that he enjoyed. Everything will be forgotten. Because that one moment of azab of Jahannam will make him forget every single thing. On the other hand, that person who lived the most difficult life in this world, he, but he had iman and he had deen in his life. He will be dipped in jannah one moment and be taken out. And he will be asked that did you ever suffer any difficulty? He'll forget all the difficulties and all the worries of this world because that one moment in jannah made him forget everything. And that, that joy and that experience of the goodness of jannah was such that it made him forget all the difficulties that he ever ever experienced. So a person with Iman, we have different lenses. We look at things in a different way. That's why our life is different. We look at Akhirah. So even how we conduct ourselves with our families, how we do business, how we deal with people, everything, all this will improve when we, we increase the love for Akhirah. And we have the disinclination for this world. And how will that will come? That will come when we continue making effort on our salah, sitting in the programs in the company of the pious, sitting in the in the programs whether it be tafsir or hadith, listening to the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Once Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had separated from his azwaj al-muttaharat because of some issue, they were demanding a higher, uh, they were asking, they came and requested for, for, uh, for, for higher allowance and then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam separated 
for a while and then Sayyidina Umar radiallahu now this rumor had passed that the Prophet had divorced his wife so Sayyidina Umar radiallahu he heard this he gets very worried first thing he goes to his daughter Sayyidina Hafsa who was one of the Azwajim al-Tahharat he asked her didn't I do tell you she was crying so didn't I tell you not to do anything that will hurt the heart of Rasulullah sallallahu then he goes to the masjid he sees the sahaba all worried and they crying that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa has separated himself from the azwajim mutahharat so he is impatient he wants to know what happened he goes to the the door of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi and the slave Rabah radiallahu anhu was there and he says ask Nabi sallallahu alayhi for permission then eventually after a few times Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa had allowed him to come in and then looking he, he first it was a lengthy incident but the point I wanted to mention the, during that conversation with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he began tearing and he, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked him why are you crying? he says because the kuffar rulers the Roman emperor the Persian emperor rulers they are enjoying themselves in this world they have all the luxuries of this world you are the Rasul the chosen messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and this is your life you got such a simple bedding such a simple pillow and such so few things in your room Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa woke up and told him that oh Umar are you in doubt are you in doubt Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa explained to him that the luxuries of this world namely the kuffar may enjoy it for a short while but the luxuries and the enjoyment of akhirat is much and far better Allah has even had offered Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa to grant him all the wealth of this world but he did not choose the wealth of this world. He chose the, the wealth of Akhirat. He chose the enjoyment of Akhirat. So he could be an example for one and all. So although we must be, one is to have the disinclination for dunya, to have the inclination for Akhirat, but does not mean that people who work for us, who are under us, that we should oppress them. Of course, we, that person who has love for Akhirat, he will take care of people below them. He will make sure he... He, he looks after them in the correct manner, meaning they're paying them the proper salary. Somebody owes somebody, you can't tell him, this is dunya, you owe him some money, you must pay him on time. You must, if you got the money and you don't pay him, the dhulam. So we have to build this love, this great sign of iman is having that love and that inclination and that desire for akhirat and creating that disinclination for the love of this, for this world. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the true iman. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with this that iman that will we, we have all these signs the first sign is a person has this inclination for this world the second important sign is inclination for akhirat and the third important sign is that a person prepares for mode before it comes he prepares all the time he has that concern that how I can please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us to